want to turn with us um, to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 14. And then we're going to jump a couple of chapters to Proverbs 16 and 25. God's good to us. Well, we, we had a tremendous uh, time of prayer on Monday night. And uh, I just I throw this in there again because if, if you can make it on Monday night prayer, man, it would really be a blessing to you, I'm sure. And a blessing to us. It's always, I, I feel like the more the better when we're praying. And um, we had a tremendous time Monday night in prayer. And then even I left, I felt like, I mean, it was pretty much winding down, or so I thought. But then I saw that post after I was gone. They got uh, fired up again in here. So it's uh, thankful for that. But, I mean, the Lord moved. We had tongues and interpretation, and the Spirit of the Lord just moved and uh, gave visions to people of uh, healing and different things. Man, the Lord was moving mighty in that prayer meeting on Monday night, and I'm thankful for it. Proverbs 14 and 14. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Proverbs 16 and 25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. And I want to uh, talk to us tonight uh, quickly, but I think thoroughly, on this Prodigal Prevention 101. Let's pray for the lesson tonight. Ask the Lord to help you preach tonight. Lord, we thank you for your word and for your presence and the instruction that this scripture gives us tonight. Lord, I pray that our hearts will be good ground, ready to receive it. Lord, we want to grow and learn and be better. I pray, Lord, tonight you'll anoint these lips of clay and just fill my mouth with words for us, for your people tonight. Lord, we're going to praise you for these things. We ask this in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give the Lord another hand before you're seated tonight. We're thankful for the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. Prodigal prevention. We are doing a lot of prodigal praying, and that's necessary and good, and, and it works. I have no doubt that the prayers of the saints you know, have kept many prodigal alive uh, in this day and hour and have has helped to help them find their way back into the house of the Lord. Uh, but I've always said this uh, for, for as long as I can remember that I want to win all that we can, but I don't want to lose any along the way. Uh, I believe in... Uh, prodigal prayer, but I also believe in prodigal prevention. I think that there's an old saying, uh, I don't know who said it or where it came from, but there's um, the old saying that says, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. In other words, it's better to take steps to prevent a tragedy than to just go ahead and run headlong into the tragedy and have to spend uh, extra to fix it or get it back. It's better, you know, it's always better if you can prevent an accident than to have an accident and have to heal from it. And we spend uh, a lot of time, we take preventive measures uh, for so many areas of our life. Uh, so why not take preventive measures with your walk with God? 
you know, we, if, if, uh, if a couple wants their uh, marriage to uh, start off on the right foot, they'll go to premarital counseling because they, they want to make sure that when they start, they've, they've already got some ideas about what they're going to be facing. And so this can, if we know this now, we can prevent this later. And so they talk with people and they go through the counseling and they get the lessons and they uh, kind of know what to expect. They talk to people who have had experience in there. What they're trying to do is prevent something down the road. We, we uh, will exercise uh, and take vitamins. Uh, that's preventive measures because we want to be healthy in our older age. So we exercise so that we don't uh, give out. You know, we, we're trying to take care of our heart, be heart healthy, take preventive measures to make sure that's all right. We, you, know, you check the oil in your car. It's preventive measures. You, uh, you, know, you stop and... Uh, put gas in your car, hopefully, some of us do, um, before you run out. But, uh, you know, before I see uh, the little dashes where I have no more miles to go, I uh, put gas in my car. So that's preventing me from, uh, you know, running out of gas and being stranded somewhere. And so um, that helps. That's better. It's better to make it to your destination than to be broke down on the side of some backcountry road where you've got to get out and walk to a gas station. And so, um, or it may be in the dead of night or during a pouring thunderstorm. So it's, you know, preventive measures. It's better if we can take steps to prevent uh, prodigal uh, from becoming, or from the saints from becoming prodigals. But uh, number one, prodigal prevention will begin with each individual person. Because you work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, after he had given the message for the plan of salvation and what God was doing in this time, he said, it says, and with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourself. There's a, a responsibility to the individual to keep your walk. Jesus said that uh, we have to uh, lose our life if we're going to save it, and we take up the cross daily. And follow him. And, and as long as we are carrying that cross, uh, it's a good bet that we're going to uh, not be, uh, find ourselves wandering away from the house of God. And um, the Bible tells us to exercise ourselves unto godliness because it's profitable in this life and in the life to come. It'll keep you where you're supposed to be. We endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And and uh, in they that endure unto the end shall be saved. So we know that there's going to take some enduring uh, for us. Um, be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding, you know, in the work of the Lord. Knowing, uh, you know, there's, there's so many scriptures in the New Testament that just remind us, take care of your spiritual self so you don't find yourself feeding the hogs of this world wondering how I got this far away. I mean, it, this is what... Uh, you know, our opening scripture, the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. When you start seeing your life uh, going more of your way than going God's way, it's time for a check. This is where you start examining yourself to see whether or not you are in the faith. And you want to make sure that you're not drifting away, uh, filled with his ways. When something is full, there is no room for anything else. When we start gathering to ourselves our own stuff, 
And uh, you have to move something else. That means you're moving things of God out of your life so you can replace it with the things uh, that you want. You've forgotten your, forgotten your relationship with the Savior. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, uh, you know, when we came to God, we started emptying ourselves of the things that were uh, like us, our flesh, our wants, our desires, these, these things that were bothering us and you know we just got rid of it that was where repentance came in and we emptied ourselves so that God could fill us with the Holy Ghost and then we begin to fill our life with the things of God but what happens as time goes on is we go through things and trials and tests and and uh but the thing about God is this is that there's never any upgrades that you have to purchase we were talking about phones tonight how that you know uh you start out with this phone, and in and, and just a little while, you've got to get back to, you've got to buy another phone because if you don't, you can't uh, keep up with technology and the world and things like that. But, but what worked in the beginning with God is what will work 20, 25, 30, 35 years down the road. It's the same. And all you have to do is get back, uh, if you get away, is get back to uh, where you came from you have to repent and do the first works you have to remember from where you fell from and get back to that places because it hasn't changed the old past the old ways the old landmarks still matter and the things that that kept us saved and got us saved and excited us so much at the beginning are still the same today but uh, if if we fill ourselves with things of our own device we, it's not that we decide we hate God or anything like that. It's just now it begins to push God out of our life. And before long, it, it, it'll be gradual sometimes. And it's, it doesn't just happen overnight. It's just gradual. We just start letting little things in, little things in. And eventually, uh, we're like, how did I get here? How did I wind up right here? Because we, we feel like we're okay. Because there is a way. A way that seemeth right unto a man. It seems right. This just seems right. You hear people say, well, it just feels right. It, my heart just thinks, well, that's a, that's a problem. You, when you start listening, uh, you know, it's good to have feeling. It's good to have emotion. All those things come from God. But whenever our feelings or emotions, uh, ever when they, they contradict God's word, it's never God. That's never God. Well, I, I just felt in my heart. Your, your heart will never trump what God's word says. Your, your feelings will never do that. And what happens is that uh, it seems right to man. Yeah. It happened like that in the very beginning. You won't die. God just knows that when you eat this, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be like him, knowing good and evil. And, 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 and you're going to be more like God. And, and it seemed right to them. It wasn't that they didn't love God anymore and said, well, we found somebody else to listen to now. It's just, wow, we're going, we love God so much. We're going to be like God. He tricked them. He lied to them. And, and they listened to it, and their flesh gobbled it up. And said, yeah, man, that's what we want. That's great. We'll be more like God. We're going to know things like God knows. We're going to be closer to God, more like God. And, and it seems right. But the Lord had already told them that if you eat of that tree, you'll die. It didn't mean they were going to drop dead right then, but it was coming. Now, now something will enter into your life that you would never experience, Adam or Eve. You'd never had to worry about this if you had not done this. So man doing things his way and not God's way uh, is the beginning of the source of the sin that fell on all man. 
And let me say this. You don't have to obey the voices that want to persuade you to disobey God's word. I don't care what title they have. I don't care where they're at in this world. I don't care how famous, how rich, or what they are, what they've done, how many books they've written. I don't care if what they're telling you is trying to persuade you away from what you know saved you and got you and changed your heart, then you put that stuff away and don't listen to it because, listen, this is prodigal prevention 101 because it's not going to, I, you, you can't help, you can't stop somebody. They know already, they're, they've known it for a while. I'm fading, I'm slipping, I'm going uh, you can't stop them no matter how bad you want to if they don't make their mind up. And so it starts with an individual. So if we as individuals all get healthy spiritually, uh, we're going to see less and less prodigals. Uh, the, the, there's not going to be so many names in the jar if we take care of ourselves as we ought to. This is starting it at the source. Yes, there's going to be prodigal prayer. And there's going to be things that we have to do to help bring them back in and to clear the path and clear the road for them to get back in. But I'm talking to each individual tonight. How This is the basic class. This is before you graduate to Prodigal Prevention 102. This is how you uh, look at yourself, look in the mirror, and don't be like a, a, a hearer of the word and not a doer. You don't be like that man that looks in the glass and then when he turns around, he forgets what manner of man he is. You remember who you are as a child of God and remember what God's done for you and, and you work on the things it takes to keep you spiritually healthy, walking with God, trusting God, believing God, putting him above everything else. When he's in the right place, you're going to walk the right way. When he's in the right place, you're going to be in the right place. When, if he's in the right place in your life, that means you're always in the right place. And so as long as I've got him in front of me, as long as I'm following him and, I'm, and it's where my eyes can see him, I'm not looking back, looking around, going to the left or the right. I am sticking with the Savior. And so uh, our opening verse said, the backslider in heart shall be filled. And in other words, the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. We know through the teachings of the Lord that uh, out of the, the heart of men proceed evil thoughts and different things. We know that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We know that um, as, uh, if uh, the full, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the heart is so uh, not just this muscle that's beating right now, but that, that inner man, the soul of man, that heart, um, we know that it's got to be reserved for the Lord. But when that heart starts getting unhealthy, when it starts uh, packing things into it that should not be there, we find ourselves in trouble. So, it, number one, we want to get heart healthy spiritually in the Lord. There's many scriptures for it. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Not just worldly things because the Lord he, he said seek him first and all the, these things will be added to you he's not saying uh, keep your heart so you can make sure your mortgage is okay so your car is okay so your job is okay and relationships okay he's saying uh, the issues of life are the things that pertain to the Lord because he's the way the truth and the life 
in him was light, and the light was the life of men. He's, he is the life. That's the life. We have life, eternal life, because of him. So it's out of the heart. We keep our heart because out of it are the issues of life, where you will continue to live. In Psalm 119 and 11, uh, since we know that uh, if, when a man is filled with his own ways, he is no longer in the ways of God. And where do we learn about the ways of God? In, in his word. So uh, to keep uh, our heart from being filled with our own ways, we fill it with something else. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. So we want the word of God in our life. Uh, that will keep you, you know, people say, well, I know people that's walked away from church. They can quote scripture. Yeah, because it's here. Yeah, it's here. It's in their mind. They've memorized it. It's just like, uh, but have you learned anything? Yeah, because I, I used to memorize things before I would take tests in school, and I'd make an A, uh, an a plus or something, and, and the next week I couldn't tell you what was on that test because I said, I don't know, I just memorized what they told me to study, and I made an A. All the questions uh, that they gave us were on the study sheet. I memorized the study sheet. I made an A. I didn't learn nothing. I just memorized. Uh, today, I couldn't tell you. I, I made A's in my classes, graduated with honors. I can't speak French anymore. I could when I was in high school because I memorized it from week to week and night to night so I could say it in class. I, that's it. Bonjour. That's about it. That's where we're at. So uh, I memorized it. And there's too many people memorizing Scripture but it's not hid in the heart. It's not placed in a place. When I hide something, it's valuable. It's something that is, uh, uh, you know, I don't want it lost. I don't want it broken. I don't want it hurt. So I hide it away. I keep it away. And when I hide the word in my heart, it's because it's valuable to me. It's precious to me. I'm born again by the word of God. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So it's, it's valuable to me. Hide the word in your heart because if it's in there, that's what you'll be. Because out of the abundance of the heart, that's how you're going to speak as a man thinketh in his heart. If the word's in there, uh, you're going to be thinking uh, about the word, about the kind of person the word says you ought to be. That's what you will line up being. In Psalm 119 and 69, uh, the proud have forged a lie against me. But I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. You see, uh, I thought about Adam and Eve with this because there was a lie that came against them. And if they had just kept God's word, well, I don't know if we'd all know each other, but things would have went better for Adam and Eve. I don't know what the world would have done if they had to stay cool in paradise, but they didn't. But what he's saying is it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. The proud have forged a lie against me. Nobody wants to be lied on, but... I've made a decision. I'm going to keep your word, your precepts with my whole heart. Because a lot of people have walked out of church because somebody lied on them. They have walked out of church because somebody talked about them, gossiped about them, said something about them. They, they backslid over a heart hurt. But when you have hid the word of God in your heart and decided it doesn't matter. I, no, I don't like it. I don't like people to say ugly things about me or talk about me or lie on me, but I'm not going to quit serving God because some evil, wicked person who's already backslid in their heart is lying on me. I'm going to serve the Lord with my whole heart. 
And so many scriptures, uh, Brother Eberhard always would remind me and some of the younger ministers, he said, uh, through Proverbs 1 through 7, he said, those first seven verse chapters of Proverbs have some of the greatest instruction for living your life and staying faithful to God. And I, I read those seven chapters over and over all the time. And uh, there is some very great instruction, Proverbs 3 and 1, my son, forget not my law, but let your whole heart keep my commandments. In Proverbs 4 and 4, he said uh, to, well, let me see where I'm at. Proverbs 4 and 4, is that right? Yes, he taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. And so we see the value of being heart healthy and the only way to really be heart healthy spiritually is to have a healthy dose of the Word of God hid in your heart. Uh, all You can praise and worship and shout and all those things, but uh, that is not going to keep that heart pumping like it ought to. You've got to get the right thing in there uh, so your life will be better because people can praise God and go out and live like they want to live. They can shout and roll around the floor and go out and live like they want to live. But somebody that has the word of God, that word means something to them. They love the word. They love the commandment. They love the Lord. So they keep the commandments and they've hid it in their heart. He said, now I can live. I'm going to live. Keep his commandments and live. People always say, I want to live the best life possible. I want to live the best I can live. Then keep the commandments of the word of God because the best life going is to stay faithful to the house of God. There's no doubt. And in doing that, what I'm saying is you stay faithful to God. I know it doesn't just mean a building, but to stay faithful to the house of God, to the church, to the church of the living God, to stay with that, then that's the best life going. You can't go out and be rogue and do it on your own and live, live your life for the Lord on your own and separate yourself. I just don't believe that because we, we, we talk about not being filled with our own ways. I want God's ways. Well, the scripture says that his way is in the sanctuary. You've got to learn his ways if you're going to know his ways. So you've got to spend some time where his ways are happening uh, if you're going to have his ways uh, more than your own ways. In chapter 4, verses 19 through 22, he said, The way of the wicked is, is darkness, and they don't know what they stumble at. You know why? There's no word. Because thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. And when I abide in the word, I abide in the light. And so if I abide in the light, there's no occasion to stumble. I'm not going to be tripping up. But the wicked, uh, they said they don't even know what they stumble at because there's no word to instruct them. He said, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health. See, the word of God is health to us, health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Jesus said, the words I speak, they are spirit, and they are life. So I want to make sure that uh, I'm not filling myself up with my ways, but I am looking to learn more of his ways. Proverbs 15 and 24 says, the way of life. Well, Jesus is the life. 
We know that uh, he came to give us eternal life. The word is health to us. It gives us life. The words I speak, they're a spirit and they're a life. The way of life, the way of the word of God, the way of his commandments, it is above to the wise that he may depart from hell beneath. If you want to stay away from the wrong path, you keep the way of life. You keep the word of God. Um, you keep what he says. Follow his commandments. Follow his ways. His way is the only way. We always like, we, you know, a lot of times we like, I don't, I don't want some person give me an ultimatum. It's my way or, the, or no way. Well, with God, it's not just an ultimatum. It's just this is the fact. This is just how it is. His way is the only way because he's the only one and true God. So there's no other way. If he's the only God, he's the only way. Jesus said, I am the way. You know, he, he let us know a few times that uh, accept a man be born again and things like, you know, he, he put little things. That, it's the only way it happens. There's no two, three, four, five, six, eight ways to do it. He said, this is how you do it, my way. And so uh, a double-minded man, the scripture says, is unstable in all his ways. No part of life works right when we are trying to blend our ways with his ways to live right. We can't create a new source of righteousness by sprinkling it with our ways. Live his way and you'll be fine. If you want to live right and live by the scripture, live his way. When we try to blend it in and mix it up and, and twist the word of God to fit our life, it just it never works right. We're unstable in all of our, of all of our ways. Nothing's going to work. Our testimony's flawed. It's skewed. Uh, we're, we, you know, people that are double-minded, they, you, you see them one day, they're this. You see them the next day, they're that. You don't know what they believe. So we want to make sure that we are walking in the ways of the Lord. That's going to keep us because when we start filling ourselves up with our ways, it's when we start sliding. We start going backwards. And so if we don't uh, follow God's word and we start filling it up with our ways, then we will actually reason God right out of our life because it will seem right. It's not that we hate God anymore or something like, oh, I hate God. I don't want to do God's work anymore. I don't want to follow his word. It's not that. It's just that it seems right because the flesh uh, uh, the, you know, the, is weak. The spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak, and we give in to the flesh oftentimes if we're not careful, and it, it just seems right. It seems like what we ought to do, and, and so the Bible says in the last days people will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I always read that, and one day it just kind of stuck out to me that it didn't say that these people didn't love God. It said they loved pleasure more than they loved God. And so they love something more than they love him because things have taken over in their life. I want to stay faithful to the word of God so I can stay in the house of God. Because I, I promise you, and it, I'm not, uh, it can happen to anybody. Oh, no, ever so, oh, not me. Man, I'm super Christian. I'm never, nothing's going to ever happen to me, let me tell you. Well, if you stay faithful to God and stay faithful to his ways, then, then you've got a great chance of staying in there. But let me tell you, just because there's miraculous happenings and things like that in your life, that's no assurance that you're going to stay planted. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, that's not it. God has always wanted and has said, this is the way you stay where you need to stay. And this is the way you prosper in life when you stay faithful to me and walk in my ways. In Deuteronomy 5, 
in verses uh, 32 and 33. And I'm getting ready to, to wind up. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, he said, you shall observe to do, therefore, as the Lord your God hath commanded you. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you that you may live. There's where your life is. It's in keeping of the commandments of God that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you shall possess. Yes, I made a promise. I told you about a land flowing milk and honey. But if you want, when you get there, if you want to succeed, if you want to continue, then you have got to keep my ways. He repeated again in Deuteronomy uh, 10, a little different wording, but the same thing, Deuteronomy 10, 12, and 13. And now, Israel, what does the Lord thy God require of thee? But to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Well, if you're serving him with all your heart, you're keeping his commandments with all your heart. Uh, so your heart healthy, all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command thee this day for thy good. It's only going to work to your benefit uh, to keep the word of God, but with all your heart and with all your soul, and that will keep you from filling yourself up with your own ways. There's no room for the, the ways of the flesh if we will uh, keep his ways. If we will fill ourselves up uh, with the ways of the Lord, uh, you don't have to worry about it. You can just hang the no vacancy sign. There's no vacancy here for anything, for no lust of the flesh, no pride of life. These, uh, I don't love the world and I don't love the things that are in the world, but I love the Lord and I love his word with all my heart, with all my soul. I, I love him and I love what he's got to say about my life. So, um, and this was in the, in the midst of the miraculous. Israel could never grab this. They saw him uh, do signs and wonders in Egypt, brought them through the Red Sea, quail and manna, water out of the rock. I mean, it was over and over. God just coming through, coming through, coming through. They just could not grab it. Over and over, Israel was given the recipe for success, and they just could never seem to stick with it. And it was always because they gave in to their flesh. They gave in to the ways of the land. They listened to other people who said, hey, come join yourself to us. Come worship these gods. I mean, they, they were kings. Even Solomon, how many times God told him, do not take those strange wives. But he did it anyway, and they turned his heart, and he allowed them to start worshiping and building groves and idols and different things. And, and he was a king like no other. So that's why I'm saying if, if we're going to continue in success, we've got to stay in the Word of God. That will keep us from sliding back and going away. So uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to end. I've got three more portions of Scripture here, but it'll be real quick. This is where Israel's downfall comes in and what God has to say about it. And I'm going to read Psalm 95, 7 through 11. But I found it interesting that Paul, or the writer of Hebrews, I know some people think it's Paul, but anyway, the writer to the Hebrews in the New Testament in chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, they're identical. They say the exact same thing. 
when he was writing to the Hebrews, which God was talking to in Psalm uh, 96 or 95, uh, they're saying the exact same thing. So uh, I want you to keep yeah, Psalm 95 up right there. Now I'm going to turn to the Hebrews. And because as we read this, I want us just to see this because I thought it was interesting. So Psalm 95 and 7, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice. You just stay right there, don't change it. Hebrews 3 and 7, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today, if you will hear his voice. Psalm 95 and 8 says, Harden not your heart as in the provocation, and as in the day of the temptation in the wilderness. Hebrews 3 and 8, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of the temptation in the wilderness. Psalm 95 and 9, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my work. Hebrews 3 and 9, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. And then verse 10, 40 years long was I grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that do err in their heart and they have not known my ways. They saw his works benefited from his works, ate of his works, had victory through his works, were delivered through his works, still didn't know his ways, had not learned his ways. Uh, verse 10 in Hebrews 3, Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, said they do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. Verse 11 says, Unto whom I swear my wrath, they should not enter into my rest. Hebrews 3 and 11, so I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Same words, Old Testament, New Testament. So in case anybody thought, well, I know you was reading from Deuteronomy. I know that's Israel, whatever, whatever. Here you go. To the Hebrews that were now uh, in the New Testament church that were believing in Christ, being baptized in his name, there's some things never changed. God does not want me so consumed with his works and trusting only in works that I do not learn his ways. That all I do is come looking for the, uh, the, the fish and the loaves. That I'm only looking for somebody to walk on water. I need somebody to cast the devil out. I need to see a miracle healing. What I need to see is people's lives changed. And see, see God delivering people and calling them out of darkness in the marvelous light. And, and what I need, to, the greatest work, is to see the miracle that the Word of God di- does in my life and keeps me transformed. I'm, I'm not conformed to this world, but I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. It, some things that have never changed my, my thoughts uh, in my mind and in my heart concerning God's word. So to err in your heart uh, is equated to not knowing his ways. When we don't know his ways, when we don't uh, learn of his ways, then our heart spiritually is not healthy. And I learn his ways through his word. I learn how God Uh, how he acts towards me, I learn how I should act toward him. I learn how he acts toward the world. I learn how I should act in this world. I learn how to live as long as I have to walk this path until he comes to get us or until I uh, take my last breath here. How do I save myself? How do I stay walking in the path of God? Well, keep your heart healthy, and to do that, you learn his ways. Don't let yourself get full of your ways uh, because that's where backsliding starts. Make sure, uh, and don't even, don't, it, it can't even be an equal balance because it's not like that. It's not, well, I'm going to weigh out my good and my bad. It's got to be full 
of the Lord's ways. It's got to be his word uh, only and not my, uh, you know, yeah, am I going to have thoughts about things? And, oh, well, I've got ideas about things. Uh, but God, uh, even one scripture said that uh, in, a, in a man's heart, he, he deviseth his way. But then it says, but the Lord directs his steps. So there's a lot of things that I may think, but then when I uh, surrender it to the Lord, he directs me in the right place. So, you know, when, uh, what I do is if, I, if there's a situation, I hit the catalog of my heart. Okay, what's the word say about this? Because here's what I'm thinking in my heart. And then I find in the word, nope, that's not the way. To, and the Lord directs my step. I may devise a way, but I trust God. And I trust his word so he can direct my steps. Order my steps in your word, Lord. That's what I want to see happen. So uh, to err in heart is the same as not knowing his way. And isn't it amazing that Israel, 40 years, he said 40 years he put up with that. They tempted me. They proved me. They, they, they would grumble and complain, and I would come through time and time again. They saw my works, but I was grieved with them because no matter how much I did, they never learned my ways. And that is what kept them out. Hebrews 3 and 12 says, then after he says this, he, he, he addresses the brethren right there. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in Departing, backsliding, walking away, becoming a prodigal, and departing from the living God. I don't want to do Man, that's my worst nightmare to think that I would wake up one day and how did I get so far away uh, uh, from the Lord? You know, we find ourselves far away from where we started because we're so far from the Word. And we started by his word. We are born again by the word of God. So when you start getting away from the word, you're getting away from your beginning. You're getting away from where you started, how it started in you. And so stay close. Stay close to the word. I mean, it's, it's your heartbeat. It's what gave you life. It gave you new life. Caused you to walk in the newness of life. It'll keep you going. It'll keep you from backsliding. So uh, it's... Uh, uh, not knowing his ways is equated to having an evil heart of unbelief. And so it causes us to depart. A depart from his ways is a, is a departure from God, the living God. There we go. We backslide. Honey, you can come to the music. And you can stand with me. So the best way... To kind of safeguard yourself. This is the way to live your best life. In Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not. In the counsel of the ungodly. Oh Adam and Eve. David had wrote that a little sooner. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. That's personal decision right there. That's 
commitment. That's like somebody who says, I'm going to get up at 5 o'clock every morning and run three miles, or I'm going to go work out and hit the gym and all these things. They do that because they want to be better physically. Well, if you want to be better spiritually, love his word and meditate in that word day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, planted, not moving here or there, not uprooted, going to be somewhere, going to be committed, going to be solid, going to be where they need to be. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. He said, but the ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. You know why he knows that? Because the righteous are following his ways. And the Lord knows when they're in my way, I know where they are. The Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. It never adds up to anything. To, to follow our own heart. They, remember, there's a way that seemeth right. He said, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The way of the ungodly shall perish or die. I don't want to be a prodigal. God help me if I were to find myself out. I pray somebody would put my name in a jar. And would be crying out and calling. I believe in prodigal prayer. I believe in intercession. I believe in loving them and reaching out to them. There's a lot of uh, uh, things that we are going to have to do and do to help get people back into the house of God. But there's some things we can do to keep people from going out of the house of God. And first and foremost is on every individual to examine themselves. To check your heart. See where you are. Make sure you're good. And then, of course, the rest of us love one another, be kind, tenderhearted, merciful, be compassionate, be caring, be concerned, uh, because that makes people want to stay around. But nobody wants to stay around if everybody, if everybody's just doing their own thing and going their own way and whatever. Hey, it's whatever floats your boat, man. Just be here. That's not a church, and that's not the church God wanted. God always desired his people, said your best success, your greatest success, your insured success is through keeping of my ways. So let's just, hey, I want to see signs and wonders and miracles. I want to see his works, but I don't want to try to trade works for his ways. I, I want his ways. Let's lift our hands together tonight and just pray for a moment and Ask the Lord, show me more of your ways, Lord. Teach me your ways. That ought to be your prayer every morning. Lord, teach me your ways. Oh, God, I don't want to ever be filled with my own ways. Lord, I don't want to look around and, and not realize I'm picking things up, God, and, and adding things. I don't want to push you out, God, but I want to keep you in the forefront. I want to keep you first, Lord. I want to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might, and with all my strength, God. Lord, tonight... Lord, we don't want to be prodigals. Lord, we want to be faithful saints in the house of God, serving you, living the way you intended us to live. And we want to be the kind of people that can intercede for the prodigal, that can reach for the prodigal and love the prodigal, Lord. So help us tonight to, to work on ourselves, get our hearts healthy with the Word of God, and, and learn to walk in your ways, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, Lord, I will see you all the love of Shataka.
Alléluia, Alléluia, Alléluia. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes to the Lord. Yes to His ways. Hallelujah. Praise Him tonight. Hallelujah. Just worship the Lord for a moment. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. give the Lord a hand and a shout tonight. Praise God. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it's so good to just revisit, get back to sometimes the way you started from. You know, people say, well, you can never go home again. I just don't believe that. You know, I, I know things change and we get older, but but there's a place in God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he doesn't change. I, I can go back sometimes and get back in that place. And, uh, you know, so, well, now, we, you know, me and the Lord, we're just comfortable with each other. I, it ain't even like that. It gets sweeter every day. And uh, I'll never know everything that I could know about the Lord. But it ain't going to be for lack of trying. I want to keep studying. I want to keep praying. I want to keep spending time with him and, and watching. You know, a lot of the time, the way you learn his ways is watching others, watching the saints of God. If he has his way uh, in the sanctuary, well, that's where you're with the house of God, the saints of God. You see people, you learn his ways. Praise God. Thankful for him tonight. All right. You all are graduated from Prodigal Prevention 101. Praise God. We're, throughout the next few months, we're going to have some different lessons about prodigals and different things because we want to see a harvest of those that have never known the Lord, but I sure want to see a harvest of those that have known Him, that have tasted and seen that the Lord is good and just need to get back to the house of God. Amen? We love you. Thank you for being here tonight. We'll see you Sunday, the Lord willing. Going to have a great time in the Lord. God bless you tonight.